Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 142. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary. Going to be hanging out with you for the next little bit here, talking some New York Jets football as they go into their bye week at 6-3. and three. Who would have thunk it? The New York Jets, who had a win total over under at 5.5, who started 1-2, and two, who's won a combined six games over the last two years before this game, or this year, 6-3. and three. At the bye, things you just absolutely love to see. We're going to get into a first half recap, second half of the season preview, and your voicemails. But before we do all of that, it's never too early to to start playing your holiday music. It's never too early to start thinking about gifts either. Now's the perfect time, whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants. You can make this season even more jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking all I want for Christmas is you. Santa came, Santa, excuse me, Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use my promo code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off. And free shipping. Pick yourself up something nice from Manscaped. And don't forget about my code. So first half preview. Could it have gone, or first half recap, could it have gone any better for those New York Jets who currently sit at 6-3? and three? Most people probably would have signed up for six wins as being the absolute floor for this team. And they hit that. And they cleared their win total of 5.5 by week 9. There's still eight more games left. They've got a bye week in week 10, and you got eight more games left. And now I mean, we'll talk about it in the second half preview. The expectations are completely different. So let's talk about it. Let's get, get back. September feels such a long time ago now when the Jets started their season one and two with losses to the Ravens, a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. And a wild win over the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco starting at quarterback. The thing that I noticed about this team, or just in general, they look on they look completely different than the first three games versus what we've seen over the last six games. They are five and one in their last six games, but what they did all the way back in the first three games of the year to where they are now is wildly different. Wildly different. And not just like quarterback wise. Because obviously there's like Joe Flacco and and Zach Wilson. The offenses have looked a little bit different. They threw the ball a hell of a lot more with Joe Flacco. And uh, it was because they were down in the games. And we we know the storyline there. But Jeff Ulbrich was nearly run out of town after week three. The pitchforks were out there, man. And I was getting close. I say, man, this guy's on the hot seat. He keeps talking about this rotation. And the defense stinks. They allowed 27 points per game over their first three games. Since then, over the last six, 15.8. 15.8. Can we stress that enough, people? That is a massive, massive change. That's an incredible difference. An incredible difference. The defensive line is great. Carl Lawson finally came into his own. He's been really, really good. Quinnen Williams gets a sack just about every week. He has seven sacks through nine games. He is going to get paid big money, huge money, by the New York Jets in a contract extension. I think that you have to do it after this year. You gotta. What It was a huge year for Quinn Williams in year four because there were some really nice moments for the first three years, but it was, man, if you could just get some consistency out of this guy, he could be a really good player. And he answered that call and then some. He is an absolute force. Seven sacks in nine games. He's not playing at a Pro Bowl level. He's playing at an all-pro level. He's arguably the best interior guy not named Aaron Donald this year. That's how good he has been. And you have some other guys on that line that jump out. Bryce Huff, who was inactive for some reason the first few weeks of the year. Bizarre guy, couldn't get on the field. Comes up with the biggest play of the game against the Buffalo Bills to seal a victory. C.J. Mosley's had a nice bounce back year after struggling at times last year. 
The rest of the linebacking core, they've got Quincy Williams and Quan Alexander have been fine. They've been good. LaMarcus Joyner stunk the first few weeks of the year. He's been pretty fantastic ever since. Jordan Whitehead's starting to come into his own, and you can't say enough good things about this corner room. I I, I don't know. like, the, the, there's I'm sure there's going to be calls about Sauce Gardner being the best corner in the league, and I think that might be a little premature. But the trio of Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, and Myhu Carter in the slot I go with any other teams starting three corners. They're two outside corners and slot corner. I, I don't think there's a better unit in the NFL. The three of them combined. I, I don't. Are they all, all, each of one of them the best at their position? No, but I think DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner are both top 12 at their position. And Michael Carter, the second as a slot. He's pretty close to top one, top three, maybe. He's been unbelievable. They all have been really, really good. And that adds to the pass rush and them getting after the quarterback. And then offensively, unfortunately, we see Brees Hall and AVT go down. And the big storyline, I think, for me in the in the first half of this year was the amount of injuries that they've overcome on offense because they're still getting by and playing good football. And the number of injuries, we'll start on the offensive line. You've heard me say this, I got, I God knows how many times this year. But going into the year, it was supposed to be uh, George Fant at left tackle, Elijah, uh, not Elijah, Lakin Tomlinson, excuse me, at left guard. Center was supposed to be McGovern, right guard, AVT, right tackle, Mekhi Becton. They played zero games, not a single one with all five of those guys. That plan pretty much went out the window from day one. Mekhi Becton gets hurt, lost him for the season. So, okay, what do you do? You sign Dwayne Brown. And then Dwayne Brown gets hurt. So you're forced to start Max Mitchell, who's a fourth-round rookie. And guess what? He actually played pretty well at right tackle. And then George Fant gets hurt. And then Max Mitchell gets hurt. So now, fast forward to what they were just... And then AVT gets lost for the year after playing... Left tackle, right guard, and right tackle this year. They've had makeshift offensive line everywhere. And if you saw my video yesterday on what the Jets did to the Buffalo Bills with their makeshift offensive line, I've got three of these guys who are starting for the New York Jets, three of the five guys starting for the New York Jets on their offensive line, were not supposed to be here starting. That's 60% of your offensive line is not supposed to be starting. They're on their like fourth and fifth tackles right now. Nate Herbig was brought in for offensive line depth, and he was great against the Buffalo Bills. Legitimately great. He was moving people. That final drive where they got the ball inside their own five-yard line and just punched the Bills in the mouth play after play after play. They were running 10 yards a pop every time. The Bills had no answer. They threw the ball one time, and it was on third down. It was an absolute strike to Denzel Mims for a first down, keep the drive alive. And then on third down again, uh, they run an RPO and Zach Wilson takes a sack. Smart for not throwing it up for grabs, by the way. They uh, they were going to attempt another pass on that drive, but there was a penalty. Buffalo jumped off sides. They just ran the ball right down the Bills' throat. Oh, and also, oh my God, we almost forgot. They did it without Brees Hall, who was... Again, legitimately on track for like one of the top three, top two, maybe the favorite to win. He was the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, but I think it would have been him and Kenneth Walker battling it out the entire way. And, and Walker, I think, is going to run home with that award now. But it's not hyperbole, and it's not Jet fan speak. This team is where they are. Because of the impact that they've got from their rookie class and their second-year players. I mean, you just go right down the line. This year's rookie class. We'll start. Sauce Gardner at pick four is playing at a level where he's already a top 10 corner in this sport. Top 10 corner in the sport. Garrett Wilson at pick 10 is blossoming into a star in front of our eyes. He had a dominant performance in week two, then got cold for a little bit. In the last two weeks against New England, and then against the Buffalo Bills, was fantastic. He is constantly open. Jermaine Johnson, injured. 
And it's been okay. He's not an absolute stud, but two and a half sacks in six games. You sign up from that for a guy who's not even a starter at this point. They're playing more John Franklin Myers on the outside, which is fine. But now with the Sheldon Rankins injury, I think you slide John Franklin Myers inside a little bit more. And then that opens up more opportunities for guys like Jermaine Johnson and Bryce Huff, who are both really good, really good in their roles. And then Brees Hall is the second round pick. And we know how good he was before he got hurt. Third round, you had Jeremy Ruckert, who honestly, he's really the only guy in this rookie class who hasn't really done a whole lot. But I'm not out on Jeremy Ruckert. He's just buried on the depth chart. He's behind uh, uh, Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzama. I think that was a developmental guy. I don't think he was supposed to play. And Max Mitchell, he was not supposed to play. He was put into a tough spot and played pretty well at right tackle and might end up starting down the stretch for this team at right tackle over George Fant because that's how good he was when he played. Before he got hurt, that's how good he was playing. And then Michael Clemens, who is another guy who's a part of this rotation. And then you take last year's class and the step forward that they they took. EVT, perfect example, was arguably this team's MVP playing three different positions on the offensive line in the first seven games or so for this team. Unreal. Unreal stuff. Elijah Moore hasn't gotten a ton. That's been a completely different story. But, I mean, Michael Carter II has been fantastic playing in the slot for this team. They need guys like that. They've been really good. They're a young team who is good. As I said on an episode earlier here, they don't know that they're supposed to be the same old Jets. They're young. They're, they don't know that they're supposed to suck. And the best part is they don't. They're, they're actually a good team. The defense is Buffalo, Denver, and the Jets. Those are the top three-ish defenses in this league, in whatever order you want to put them in. And offensively, they've been fine. They want to run the ball. That's their identity. They are playing great football and running the football. It is very reminiscent of the 2009 Jets. And I don't think... Any book is written on Zach Wilson. Remember in last week's episode, everyone's calling in about how atrocious Zach Wilson is and how it's, he's a bust and you got to move on. And he didn't light the world on fire against Buffalo, but he played well. He completed 72% of his passes. His yards per attempt was a little over six. It was 6-2. Didn't throw an interception, threw a touchdown pass, threw the ball 25 times, and it was for like, was it like a buck 50, 150 yards, something like that? That's on the low end of what you want. I think you want your young quarterback. I didn't like when he's throwing the ball 18 times a game, but 25 to 35 is the range. You don't want him throwing 40 plus times a game. There's no reason for it. With how good this team runs the football, there is no reason for them to throw 40 plus times a game. 25 to 35. That's your sweet spot, man. And honestly, this is a a good week to talk about it and a good transition here because we'll get into the second half preview now. I really think this Jets offense looks different in the second half of this year. I really do. I think last year as a rookie, Zach Wilson early on in the season really was bad. Had a brutal game against the New England Patriots in week two. uh, Struggled in Denver on the road. um, And then gets hurt in the game against New England right after the bye, which they had an early bye because they played in London. Misses four games. And then comes back, and when he came back, he looked very different. And now this year, he comes in, he gets hurt, and misses the first three games of the year. Didn't really have a full summer. He got hurt in their first preseason game. He missed a a month, a little over a month. And I think the bye week of having that reset is going to be really important for him. And we saw a massive difference already. And again, this is, the numbers don't necessarily pop off the page with what Zach Wilson did against the Buffalo Bills. But if you watched what he did at quarterback against New England and how he was running around like crazy, throwing the ball all wild to what he did this past week, it's night and day. There was not a single time. He dropped back once and tried to run away 
wasn't really like his dr- a forever drop back. And he he dropped he dropped back, ran away, and threw it out of bounds, and got it far enough out of bounds to where it didn't get picked off, where it was trying to throw out of bounds, but didn't get it for, far enough out. And he stepped up in the pocket, which we've all been begging him to do. And he took off and run, ran a little bit. He had four carries in the game. I'm not asking him to be uh, Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields. Those guys are unique in how they run the football. But can he take off and run four, five, six times a game, pick up a first down on, on third and, and short when nothing's there? Yes. He did it a couple times. And then when you look at the rest of the schedule, right now you're six and three, and it's all about can this team really be a wild card team? Because if the season ended today, they're the five seed. They're in the number one wild card team. I think 10 wins gets you in the playoffs in the AFC. I think 10 wins will do it. Nine is a question mark. Nine would be maybe. But to get to 10 wins, you have to go four and four over your next eight games. Can you find four wins there? Your three home games, or you have three home games left of those eight. You have the Bears, Lions, and Jaguars at home. You you have to win. You have to win those three. There's no excuse. Those teams are all under 500 uh, in your building. With uh, the the Bears and the Jags both have second year quarterbacks. And yes, Justin Fields is coming into his own right now and playing really good football, which I'm happy for him. But this, this Jets defense is also no joke, and that Bears defense leaves a little bit to be desired, especially after moving on from uh, Roquan Smith. And Quinn, that that would be a a point in time where the Jets offense should, on paper, play pretty good football, I'd imagine. The Lions give up points like it's their job. The Lions could score at home. They're a different team at home than on the road. But they'll give up buckets and buckets and buckets of points. The Jaguars beat the Raiders this past week, but the, the Raiders absolutely stink. And the Jaguars have been so inconsistent this year. You should win those three games. That gets you to nine. You have all three of your divisional opponents again. You have Seattle. That's four. And then you have, who else do you have? Minnesota. On the road. Those are your your three divisional opponents, Seattle, Minnesota on the road. Those are your five games there. Can you find one more on the road? This team's been really good on the road too, mind you. The one I have circled is New England. Yes, things did not go well the last time the Jets played New England in a game everyone hyped up, in a game everyone wanted, myself included. I wanted that game so bad. And they lost a one-score game. They lost by five points, 22-17. In a game where your quarterback was so ineffective, he turned the ball over three times. The Jets' defense was excellent in that game. They got to Mac Jones. They picked him off once, pr- almost twice. There was the the pass interference, not the pass interference, excuse me. The roughing the passer penalty that negated a pick six. And yes, I do think that they're, unfortunately, they're calling that every single time in today's NFL. But it's, I'll, I'll say it again here. The, the Jets were competitive at home against New England. Yes, it was a game that I wanted to win, and they didn't win it because of their quarterback. That was in my eyes, the only reason why they didn't win that game. There's no reason that you can't go into New England to compete with them. You're not going to get your doors blown off. You should be in that game. And especially if you get the version of Zach that we saw this past Sunday, there's no reason you can't be in that game. The Bills might not have Josh Allen. Who knows? As of recording this on Tuesday evening, Josh Allen's injury is up in the air. I don't see how he possibly plays this week. The UCL injury. I also don't know how he throws a 70 yard bomb rolling to his left with the UCL injury, but the guy's just a freak. Will Josh Allen be able to go in five weeks when they meet it back up again? I don't know. The Jets beat Miami already. Obviously, you didn't have Tua, but once again, with this with this corner group, that's a good matchup. The Jets hung tough with with Sauce and Jalen Waddle. Uh, with Sauce and uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle with, with Sauce and DJ Reed. I think they could do it again. I'm not just saying that it's a, it's a guaranteed victory, but I'm not just going to say, oh, that, that's for, for sure a loss. You write that one off as a loss. I don't know if there's a game left on this schedule that you say that that is for sure a definite loss. 
the Jet, I'm not saying the Jets go undefeated and finish this season with three losses on the year. That's completely unrealistic. They're going to lose more games. There's eight more games left. I'm not saying they're going on an 8-0 run to, to close out their season, but the point is the Jets should be in every single one of these games. And if they're doing that, and if you get to 10 or dare I say 11 wins, you're a playoff team. And you would end a 12-year playoff list drought. 2010. I was in 10th grade. It's a long freaking time ago. I was 15 years old. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice to end that drought. I think the Jets have a good shot to do it. Let's get into your voicemails of your reaction to the game against the Buffalo Bills. Actually, before before we'll do that, we'll talk a little bit about Mojo, the stock exchange for players. The two guys that I have focusing on right now are two guys who I think their stock is going to continue to rise. Garrett Wilson right now is at 1475. He had another really good game, and it finally feels like Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson are getting on the same page. Zach Wilson's going for 31-91 right now, and I think he is going to hit his stride in the second half of this year. He looked better after he came back from injury last year. I think he looks better after the bye week and having a two-week mental reset, a little bit of a rest, work things over with Mike LaFleur, and head out for a strong second half of the year. To the voicemails we go. We're going to go out to Constantine. He is calling in from Florida to get us started. Let's do it. Hey, Matt, this is Constantine from Florida. I wanted to be the first person to call after the game went final. All I got to say is I've been saying it for weeks. This defense is fierce. This defense is something that's really, really starting to come together in a real scary way. And not only that, we just beat Buffalo, baby. We, you, I, all the Jet fans, I don't care who it is, would be burning alive right now if they said they thought that the Jets would beat Buffalo today. We know it. We know it. We know it. And you know what? We beat them. And you know what that tells me? We're never doubting the Jets again. As far as Jerry Jet, that clown, he said Zach ain't the guy. Ask him what pass did Zach throw in the fourth quarter that won the Jets game. That pass to Denzel Mims. That pass won the game for the Jets. And I told my wife, as the Jets were going up the field with seven minutes left, all you got to do is ball control, get it in the field goal range, kick the game-winning field goal, and it's a wrap. So as far as I'm concerned, all the doubters, they could stay back in 1969 because that's the last time the Jets won anything significant, but now it's a different time. The Jets beat Buffalo. Nobody thought that. Now we got a bye. We got New England payback game, and then we got Buffalo again in their house. And I'll tell you what, they're going to have some newfound respect for us We ain't going to be the NFL's doormat anymore. This team is definitely going to be a playoff team this year. I said it. Anybody's got a problem with it? Let me know. Because I'm... And neither are the Jets. It's been a long time. I'm 53 years old, bro. And I just finished telling my wife, this is the biggest win the Jets have had since me and her have been together. We've been together almost 10 years. So long-standing suffering aside, I am enjoying this Jet season more than you can imagine. I love all the Jet fans. I love you because you let us express our feelings, our emotions, our joys, and even some of our doubts. So the bottom line is, whoever wants to doubt the Jets, that's okay. Go root for the Giants. Go root for Buffalo. Go root for whoever you want. Because from now on, the Jet fans are going to stand together and we're going to win and we're going to continue to win. And who knows? We make the playoffs. Who wants to face this defense right now? Nobody. Nobody wants to face this defense. You can't tell me what offense right now that wants to face this defense. I'll go up against anybody. Bring on Kansas City. I don't give a damn. I don't care. I'm like a dog off the chain, man. <laughs> I'm like a dog off the chain. So all I got to say is, Jets, 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 Jets. Uh, his last one got cut off, but that was a great energy to start the call-in segment of this show. Oh my God, Constantine, I'm ready to run through a brick wall, man. Slap on a helmet. I'm ready to get out there. I'll, me and you, man, we're going to be out there doing kickoff uh, team coverage, running down on the kickoffs. I love it. 
I love the optimism. It's a it's going to be a 180 show. Last week was doom and gloom. I tried to say last week on this show, the season's not over. You're still five and three at the time. Now six and three. You're still five and three. There was nine games left at the time. I'm not calling it quits. The quarterback had a really bad game. He's young. He very well could have another bad game in in these next eight. But let's win some football games, man. I'm not punting on this season. And after a big win against Buffalo, a game where there were double-digit point underdogs at home in, damn, that is impressive. Thank you, Constantine, for getting us started on a good note like that. We're going to go to Joe from Long Island. Wants to talk about the Jets' corner trio. Matt A., Joe from Long Island. My question for you is, where would you rank the Jets' cornerback trio in the NFL? I have them as number one. And I think they proved it today. So let me know what you think, bud. Thanks. Hey, who I didn't, Joe? You're not going to get a debate from me. Who? Which? Which teams' corners are you taking over the Jets? Who? I would like to know. New England has a good corner room. Uh, the Eagles have a nice corner room. There, there are other teams who have good corner rooms. We're not going to pretend like there aren't, but. I said at the top, man, DJ Reed and Sauce are at, at worst top 12, maybe a top 10, both of them. And Michael Carter II is really damn good in the slot. Really damn good. I have the numbers. Will Parkinson tweeted it out uh, on Twitter, so I will give him the credit. Shout out to Will Parkinson from Turn on the Jets. He's fantastic. This is where the New York Jets trio ranks in the NFL. Passes defend, defended first with 34. Passer rating allowed 60.9 first in the NFL. Interceptions nine tied for first in the NFL. Yards per pass attempt allowed 5.67 second in the NFL. Passing touchdowns allowed two second in the NFL. Completion percentage allowed fourth 59.1. So they've they rank first, first, tied for first, second, second, fourth in every major major category as a cornerback trio. I mean, that's damn impressive. That is incredibly damn impressive. Let's go to Max in New Jersey. Third, he wants to talk about uh, the Jets winning games. Let's do it. Hi, this is Max from home to New Jersey. And here's my recap of the game. Great game today by the Jets. I feel like the Jets are a playoff team. And I feel like we're like we're too legit to quit. We're the most legit team in the NFL. I think I mean we have our bye next week and here's our schedule. Patriots, I think uh we might win, but as long as that plays good, I hope we win. Bears, that's gonna be a win. Then we play the Vikings. I don't know about that game. The Vikings look good, but Kirk Cousins, but the Vikings are just so overrated. I think the Jets will beat the Vikings. Then we have the Bills. I think Jets will beat the Bills. I think we'll beat the Lions. We'll beat the Jags. We'll beat the Seahawks. And then we'll probably beat the Dolphins. So we'll probably end like 14-3, 13-4, and then we'll make the playoffs. What's your thoughts on that and go Jets? Look, I'm not as optimistic as you are. Uh, I would sign up for 11. I think 11 is a realistic goal for this team at this point to go five and three down the stretch here. Um, I think would be a really nice finish to their season and 11 and six finish, I think would be really nice. Sign me up for 14 or 13, but I don't think they're running the table or losing one game. I think that is too tall of a task, especially in today's NFL. Let's go to will from Dallas. He is calling in. He wants to know what happens to the Zach Wilson slander. Where is it this week? Hey, Matt. Will calling from Dallas. Um, I haven't called in the last couple weeks because I just honestly didn't want to deal with the, the Zach Wilson slander. Um, I think it was kind of blown out of proportion. Obviously, he didn't play well, but, I mean, every quarterback has had a bad game before. I've seen Mahomes throw three picks before. Um, I don't understand why, why everyone's trying to shut him down after – 18 now 19 games um and i really can't wait to hear what the excuses are this week as to why you know zach wilson's not the guy i think zach wilson played a a dang near perfect game um no mistakes i think lafour called a great game 
um, it's something we should do more often, especially to start the game. We always come out of the gate, and it seems like we go three and out almost immediately. Um, and I really like some of those quick passes, um, those little five, six-yard hitches, slants, stuff like that, just get just getting Zach in some kind of rhythm um, instead of taking deep shots every single play like we did against New England. Um, what Balance. a win, though. What a win. I I can't believe, first of all, that we beat Buffalo, but second of all, that we beat Buffalo with so many players out. I mean, think about who's coming back after the bye. We got Max Mitchell probably coming back. Corey Davis should be back. George Fant's a question mark, but he could be back. There's a lot of people that could be coming back after this bye, and it's crazy to think how well we played without some of our best players. Um, with that being said, I think we we beat New England pretty handedly in New England with with everyone healthy, with us having an extra week to prepare. I I don't think New England's going to take us too seriously um, after you know they kind of have embarrassed us the last couple of years. So yeah, let me know your thoughts. Um, appreciate you taking the call, and as sure. always, go Jets. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so much for calling in. And I thought Zach was fine. Uh, this, this past week against Buffalo. When you look at what other quarterbacks have done against the Buffalo Bills uh, this year, he probably had the second or third best game behind uh, Tua. Uh, and then maybe Patrick Mahomes threw two picks in his game, but he threw for over 300 yards. So uh, he had the second best passer rating against the Buffalo Bills uh, uh, this year. So uh, I'm at, at least I'm I'm happy with that. I like the the game plan from LaFleur. I thought was very very good. They ran it really well. That last drive was uh, was awesome. <laughs> it was really freaking awesome. Uh and I don't think they st- I will say this. I don't think they roll through New England. I'm going to pick the Jets to beat the New England Patriots. But I think it's going to be a tight game. New England is too well coached to overlook anybody. They don't get blown out. And I don't think the Jets are going to blow them out. I think it'll be a hard-fought game. Like the, like these, pretty much every one of these Jets games, they've been hard-fought, grinded-out wins. And that's okay. They're a really, really clutch team in the fourth quarter. That's awesome. That's actually really cool to see. The only game they haven't really been good in the fourth quarter was against New England, ironically. But the last few weeks, you had, you had the, this past week against Buffalo, you had the game against Pittsburgh, you had you know, Denver. Like There were so many times where the Jets have just put teams away in the fourth quarter, Miami. That's what I think I'm really most impressed about. Let's do Ben from New Jersey up next. And thank you, Will, for calling in and checking in with us. Ben, what do you got? Matt O'Leary, what's going on? It's Ben from Jersey. What's up, dude? So, um, we're all the people that said we're fraudulent. We're all the people that said we would crumble without brief ball. We're the people that said all our, te- all our wins were against backup quarterbacks. Well, we just beat the best team in the NFL, but arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills, and our defense made them look pathetic. Josh Allen, two interceptions, no passing touchdowns. He had two touchdowns on the ground. But we bottled up that offense the whole day. Offense didn't make the mistakes. Zach Wilson didn't light the statute again, but played – Pretty much mistake-free football. Garrett Wilson was electric. Denzel Mims with the huge catch at the end of the game. Michael Carter and James Robinson absolutely ran the ball down their throat. I I can't say enough good things about this game. The defense came to play. We got pressure to Josh Allen. Jermaine Johnson coming up with that big sack. I I don't think that's talked about enough. There's not a lot of people who can tackle Josh Allen like that, and he was able to make that play in the fourth quarter. Bryce up with the huge strip sack that back Buffalo all the way up. Um, Quentin Williams was another great game, as, as always. CJ Mosley played really well. The Jordan Whitehead coming with the interception. But the corners, man. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. Is this the next Reed and Cromartie? It's looking like it. These guys are so good. Sauce with, with an interception. DJ Reed with an exquisite pass breakup on a play where Diggs looked like he had him beat, but the closing speed... Guy, he made, he got there, and obviously, Sauce Guard coming up with a pass deflection on Gabe Davis, doing Snow Angels after that, <laughs> and this guy, 
this guy is he might be the best cornerback in football. I'm and my, I might be being excited and biased, but this guy, I think this guy could be the best corner in the league right now. If not, he's top three at least. This Jets team is special. This was the this is the most signature win we've had since 2015 against New England, and I'm all for it. We've already we've already beaten the over under on our win total. And I'm on cloud nine right now. I can't even speak properly. This is <laughs> this is unreal. I'm I'm in shock that we won. I wasn't expecting to win this game, but man, did we stick it to the Buffalo Bills? Now we're only a half game behind the one seed in the AFC. Six to three going into the bye. Let's take this week to rest and healthy, and let's come out and shock. Let's come out and shock the world once again. I think this is the playoffs. I think we're gonna make it. Let me know your thoughts. And as always, go Jets. I love that positive energy, Ben. I really do. I don't know if I'm ready to say that Sauce is the best corner in the league, but he is. He's on his. He's on his merry way. He's been unbelievable uh, for this New York Jets team. What he's been able to do. It, it's it's unprecedented what he's done as a rookie. Again, shoe in for defensive rookie of the year. I mean, I, I think Jalen Ramsey and Jair Alexander. I think still uh, still have him, but he is he's on his way. And Patrick Sertain. but top five. With Reed somewhere hanging around 10 to 12, sounds about right. He's something else. The Jets be able to get hit on that kind of talent at pick four is unreal. Unreal stuff. This video and podcast is brought to you by the official sports book of Matt O'Leary and why, which is BUSR. You can sign up at BUSR.com slash Matt and receive a 150% free play bonus when you bet on the New York Jets or anything else. I've been doing pretty good betting on the Jets money line recently. It's hit on, well, pretty much every every week except the Patriots over the last little bit here. Uh, and I tend to do... Uh, take a look at the props on Saturday. They have a ton of different markets. You can take a look at their reputable sports book. And uh, myself and Jake Asman are uh, big supporters of BUSR. So sign up with my link, busr.com slash Matt, and you can get in on the fun as well. Mickey from Jersey is calling in next. He has uh, a few things that he wants to get into, uh, like the offensive line. All right, let's talk about this Jets offensive line and how they are improved. I'm all for it. Hey, Matt. This is Mickey from New Jersey. I just want to say, I feel like something that's going to go underrated with this team is how good our offensive line has been with this makeshift offensive line, especially in the fourth quarter today. We saw with uh, James Robinson, Michael Carter, just running at the end of the game. This line has been extremely good. And, you know, when you think about the same old Jeff, this is the complete opposite. Our whole offensive line is hurt, and somehow it seems our line is better. Right now, our line, with all these injuries, is better than last year. It is awesome to see. And then I also wanted to say, I think our – I said it before the game. I was texting my friends. I think we have the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And when I say cornerbacks, I want to include in that discussion Michael Carter – the defensive Michael Carter. These guys are just great. They're playing great. Our defense is carrying us. My only worry is that Brees uh, Hall being hurt, I think this team could go so far. And if we have Brees Hall, I think we could go uh, Super Bowl, I'm talking about. Without Brees Hall, I'm a little worried. Honestly, I'm a little worried with uh, Zach. I'm not calling him trash. But uh, what worried you about Zach? Step up in that department, but dude, Zach comes through in the clutch in the fourth quarter. He gets his shit together. I gotta give him that. But I just want to say, great win. Love your podcast. Thank you. Let's keep it going. Let's effing go. I think <laughs> it's a family radio show, so I'm not gonna say the f word. But let's go. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling in, man. The offensive line play has been really good and what impresses me the most about it is just these guys who weren't supposed to be here man Nate Herbig's been great you love it and this cornerback room we talked about those three guys Michael Carter the second and Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed that trio and where they rank they're top four in every single statistical category that matters it's 
it's awesome. It's so much fun to see. They are a young, fun, up-and-coming team. And even their veterans who are uh, leaders are still, like, DJ Reed's 25. One of the bigger leaders on this defense. It's really, really cool. Really, I, I, I really love to see it. So let's do Dante calling in from Georgia up next. He's not ready to sip the uh, Zach Wilson Kool-Aid. Hey, Matt. Dante from Georgia. Uh, first, I want to thank you for not using my voicemail from last week after the Patriots game. Very irrational call. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. I had a lot. I hate the Patriots. We all do. But anyway, uh, going back to this week where the Jets upset the Bills. That's awesome. Uh, on my last voicemail after the Patriots game, I said I was pretty much out on Zach Wilson. He hasn't given me anything to, you know, defend. Um, but, and I will give the kid credit. I'm not going to be bouncing back and forth whether I'm back on him, back off him, whatever. But uh, for a kid that young to have the media against him, a lot of the fans against him, to play a defense that good against Buffalo – and pretty much make mistake-free football, except I believe the fumble. I didn't get to watch the game. I had it on GameCast. So I was like reading the play-by-play. Um, from what I could read, uh, it seemed like pretty much mistake-free football. I know he had a uh, he had a touchdown, hundred plus yards. I mean, for a kid to bounce back like that, as young as he he is against a defense that big, it, it does show promise. Sure. Um, like I said, I'm not going to be bipolar about Zach. Last week I said I'm off him. He's going to have one good game. I'm not going to go back, jump on him. Um, I'm going to try to stay as consistent as I can about it. But what a team win. Um, this defense is special. Um, hot take, Soft Gardner could win the MVP. He's not going to due to his position. But, I mean, I've have we seen something like this before? The, the kid is so good at such a young age. Playing corner in the NFL, which is one of the hardest positions to translate to, it's it's so fun to watch, man. Um, go Jets! Love the content. Keep it up. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's unbelievable what he's doing each and every week, man. He's he's only going to get better. He's been a great defensive rookie of the year. I don't think he's defensive player of the year. I think he has a shot for a Pro Bowler. I don't think he'd be an All Pro. Uh, but he has just been very, very good. Very, very good. As good as you could possibly ask for a rookie corner. I, I haven't seen very many uh, rookie rookie corners play at the level that he has. It's We're blessed to, to watch him every week. Jimmy from Dallas up next. He, he wants to ask, where's, where's Brady Quinn? What happened to Brady Quinn and the haters? Yo, Matt, this is Jimmy calling from Dallas. Texas. What's up, dude? Just wanted to do a nice, uh, you know, voicemail here for a great win against the Buffalo Bills. Just wanted to, uh, you know, at a couple people, Brady Quinn and how his 0-9 prediction, where, where is he right now? Can't really find it, <laughs> but who cares? He also turned off his comments on Instagram, which is just another, you know, sad thing. That's so clearly, uh, you know, the hate was getting, into, getting to him there. Also, Zach Wilson haters, where are you at? Passer rating, about 100. Um, also, against one of the best pass defenses in the league, he controlled the game. He's pretty much the reason, one of the reasons, sorry, of why we won this game. He didn't do any, he didn't make any mistakes. Just did a great job all around. Everything that he asked, he did it. Also, should get Max Mitchell and George Fant back at, after this bye, so we're just going to get even better on the offensive side of the football. So we definitely have a bright future ahead. Corey Davis is probably coming back. So, yeah, just looking to find out where all the haters are because the Jets are a legit playoff team. And, um, you know, if anyone else calls into this uh, by the end of the week that's complaining about something, I'm just sorry for you at this point. Enjoy the great win. Go Jets. Yeah, it's hard to complain about this team when you're 6-3 and three at the freaking bye. Um I saw it after I posted about the Jets win on Instagram. And someone was like, well, what do you think about Elijah Moore not getting, not getting uh, targeted? Isn't that weird? I said, I don't give a shit. I don't care. The Jets just won their biggest game in a decade. And we want to cry about a receiver not getting the football? Not me. No, I'm happy about this team, man. Six and freaking three. Nobody thought that. 
Nobody th- in their right mind had this team at six and three at the bye week. Maybe five and four. I think I'm, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I had them at four and five at the bye. <laughs> it's, it's been unbelievable what this team has done. They've, they've played really good football. They're absolutely a playoff contender. They have eight games left. If they go four and four, they get to 10 wins, and 10 wins probably gets you in the playoffs this year. It probably does in the AFC. And if the season ended today, they would be playing the Tennessee Titans. Who don't really have a quarterback right now. If you if you watched what their game in they in uh, Kansas City, they they run the ball great, but until Ryan Tannehill comes back, they don't have someone who they trust throwing the football. That they've made that uh, abundantly clear. So, anyway, thank you, Jimmy, and uh, shout out to the haters who are absolutely punching air right now. Brady Quinn, uh, I think Jeff fans broke his brain. Let's go to Vinny from Peakskill. Hey, Matt, it's uh, Vinny from Peekskill. How you doing? Good. What's up, man? Man, it is good right now. You Jets fan. And after the stinker that I had to go and watch and see last week, it is nice to see them just pummel the Bills. It was fun. Man, I got it. And, it's nice. and I think they finally, or sorry, the click. Look, the defense has already been clicking, as we know, and I think the offense is finally starting to figure out how it needs to win games. We already knew the running the ball part, but now they finally got, I think, the passing game working. Now look, it wasn't flashy, but it was effective and efficient. And that's how you're going to win football games right now. Running the ball, having Zach throw these quick, easy passes, and playing exceptional defense. And, you know, 6-3 and three going into the bye, you know. The schedule is not too bad. I don't think it is. I'll be honest, right? And also, the pressure is also not on this team because they're a young team. There weren't a lot of expectations on them. And I'm going to say this right now, and I know it might sound crazy. We might actually have a legitimate shot to win this division because compared to every other team in this division, we have the least pressure on us. I mean, we all know Buffalo. Everyone's favorite for the Super Bowl, immense pressure. You got New England. Bill still has to prove that he can compete in the post-Brady era because he really hasn't done much. So like getting humiliated in the playoffs last year. You got the Dolphins. Tua has to prove that he can be a franchise quarterback after his with his second head coach and third offensive coordinator since coming to the NFL. And then you look at the Jets. Where's that? Where's the? Where's the pressure? I mean, nobody thought we were going to do anything. I mean, let's be honest. We all expected a seven, eight win range. And here we are, six and three. We've already passed our Vegas odds. Yep. And you got games against bottom feeders in the Bears, Lions, Jags. You have a team you historically own on the schedule in the Vikings. You got a Patriots team that, let's be honest, as long as we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, we should easily beat them. Those are five games that you could possibly win there. There's four or five games you could win. And you're looking at 10, 11 wins. And boom, playoffs. You know, that's all. And go Jets. Yeah, appreciate it, Vinny. Thanks for checking in with us. And I think this team should absolutely get to 10 wins. Going 500 the rest of the way gets you there. Uh, I think they could do it. I'm not going to call New England an easy one because they are incredibly well coached. Uh, the Jets lost them the last time out, but I think the Jets can get them in New England. I'm not writing that one off as a loss. Close out. We will close out with Liam from Staten Island. What do the Jets have to do differently to beat New England? That's what he's asking. Hey, Matt. Liam from Staten Island here. What's up, and dude? Wow, what a win. My voice is shot. <laughs> I was screaming all game long. That's there, the atmosphere was fantastic. I mean, there were so many Bills fans. My guess is like 70%. And to just see them all, you know, shuffling home in the stair. Oh, it was fantastic. Couldn't have asked for a better game. Everyone played all around perfectly. You know, I, uh, I really thought that the Jets would need to play perfectly and the Bills would have to make some mistakes in this game for us to win. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm ecstatic. Now, looking forward, we got the bye, much needed bye. I hope we rest up. I hope some of our guys are able to heal up and come back, Corey Davis. Um, But then we got a big New England game coming up, and that is going to be a big determining factor for are we a playoff team or are we fringe playoff team. 
So I want to know, based we just played them and we played very poorly, what are some of the things, if you were Coach Sala, what would you do to change up the game plan for this next game against the Patriots? I really think we're going to have to shake some things up for it. And cool little fact, last time the Jets were 6-3, and three, we had game number 10 in New England, and we beat him in overtime. So 14 years later, let's make it happen again. Oh, oh wait. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Good memory. Those 2008 Brett Favre Jets. That was a fun start to the season. Didn't end well. Uh, after well, they, I think they started 8-3, and three, didn't they? I believe they did. Liam, I'm not changing a whole lot. The defensive game plan was nearly perfect. The offensive game plan, I think, was... Pretty good. I think they could have ran the ball slightly more. The one thing I am saying to Zach Wilson is I am looking him dead in the eye and saying, do not drift, step in the pocket, throw the ball away. If he does that, if they get the ball out of his hands quickly, I think they win. So that would be, I guess, my my one change. N- not these long developing plays. Get the ball out of Wilson's hands quickly and run more. And I think you win the football game. I love it. The New York Jets are on the bye at 6-3. and three. We did a first-half recap, a second-half preview, and your voicemails after a major, major win, upset win over the Buffalo Bills. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe to the Just Jets podcast wherever you get this show, whether it be in audio form, Spotify, Apple. Subscribe there, leave a review. Or if you're on YouTube, like, share, comment, subscribe. It all really helps. And you could also check out, if you like this show, The Jet Report, which airs Monday to Thursday live at 2 p.m. on YouTube. It is also available after the fact in audio form. So you can do that as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Matt O'Leary, and I will talk to you next time.